0: Hey beautiful, welcome to the People Pleasers Anonymous podcast. It's the podcast for all the good girls, okay, A the people pleasers, who are tired of living under the weight of expectation and are ready to rise up and break the chains of oppression. Reclaim the divine right to not just exist, but to thrive in a world where a woman's place is wherever the fuck she wants it to be. Hey, I'm your host, Lisa Blackham, a femme empowerment coach and recovering people pleaser who is passionate about helping sensitive and ambitious women to recover from people pleasing so they can unleash their highest potential and start living their true purpose. Now, if you want more tips, tools, and ideas on how you too can unleash yourself from the shackles of people-pleasing, make sure you're following me over on my socials at Lisa Blackham Coaching. That's L-E-S-A-B-L-A-C-K-H-A-M Coaching. And that, you'll find me on Instagram and Facebook. Okie dokie, friends. Let's dive into today's episode well hello i am back with another solo episode of the people pleases anonymous podcast and today i'm going to be sharing a bit more with regard to a recent uh, episode that i did so back in episode number 47 where i talked about um what i thought about the self-development industry gave you some little home truths today um i want to sort of dive in a bit deeper about um kind of the lessons I learned from my breakdown which led me to record that, that episode about the um, self-development industry. So the purpose of the previous episode was really just to normalize some of the aspects of self-healing that our gur- gurus fail to mention or rarely mention. And I want to um, normalize them because they are normal and they're all a part of the healing journey. And I'm doing it and I did that specifically to not kind of scare you off and scare you away from being brave enough to embark on something that really is totally transformational but to give you all the facts so that you can make an informed decision about whether or not to go, go down that path of realizing your true potential or becoming who you're meant to be instead of who you think everybody wants you to be. So that you could have all the facts if you were ready to choose to be your truest and most authentic self. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, head on back. It was episode number 47. I'll actually leave the link in the show notes so that you can um, re-listen to that. Just to get a little bit of context of what I'm on about today. So what am I talking about today? Well, I wanted to share where I'm at now. my recent roller coaster ride and unpack the lessons that i learned that helped me to come back from my uh, rock bottom dark soul of the night episode and start re-engaging with life because i'm all about being raw real and maybe a little bit vulnerable so that you can see or hear my lessons and hopefully avoid some of those pitfalls that we fall into particularly on a personal development or a self-growth or a self-healing journey um, you know I want to try and help you avoid some of those by sharing my story but also by sh- when I share what I share it's also a way for you to see what's possible because I'm just a normal human being living a relatively normal human life and if something resonates with my story and you can see even a part of yourself in me then I want you to know that it is possible. If it's possible for me then it is 100% possible for you because if you can see it in another it already exists in you. So the lessons that I wanted to share really came out of this breakdown that I had so earlier this year you've heard it all before if you haven't go back and listen to that episode but I really did have a big breakdown almost as bad not quite as the first one that led me to my anxiety diagnosis but I really hit rock bottom and I really think I needed to go through that I needed to have that um, breakdown to actually break through to be able to come back as the next version of myself because i have had a big change of identity you might also know if you follow me on socials um, i'm currently in the depths of menopause so i'm 50 54 at the moment at the time of this recording 54 years of age had been kind of managing menopause quite what i thought was pretty smoothly um but no the last few months have been anything but smooth so God bless HRT. I never thought I would say this. I was very anti HRT, but I'm back. I'm now on some hormone replacement therapy. Not to mention all the other things that had to take place during this time. So you know, I've been managing being an empty nester trying to figure out where I fit in my very small community. Uh, You know, in the last five years, I've retired from a career, a 30-year career in teaching. There's been a lot of change going on in my life. Healing from burnout, I think perhaps adrenal fatigue from all the stress that I put myself under for the 25 plus years that I was parenting and working and doing all the things. So lots has happened. Basically, I have re Uh, defined, realigned, reinvented, coming out the other side into the new version of me, which is the next phase of my life. So I really wanted to share with you, though, the few things that helped me to sort of come back, you know, not just HRT. I mean, that has been a miracle in itself, but there have been certain other aspects that have taken place in my life, That I've come to realize that I've sort of worked through to help me re-engage basically and start living again so what I want to share with you today are those little lessons little big lessons basically that I needed to learn in order to get to where I am today because when you go on any sort of personal development journey healing journey whatever it might be the the waves of ups and downs happen right we we uh, learn new ways of being we change our habits we clear out and declutter a lot of stuff from our life in order to be a version of who we want to be and in doing that things kind of get a bit wobbly because it's a new before it gets normal and while it's still new it's unknown and when you're in that unknown space it's confusing it's quite discombobulating and I don't say this to scare you I just say this to keep it real because this is what happens it's discombobulating it's the only word that I can use to describe it it's not good or bad it's just different weird unusual so until it becomes the new normal it's a little bit funky right and I feel like these these reoccurrences reoccurrences sometimes in some of the lessons or some of the experiences that you have when you're on a healing journey keep coming back or coming back in a way in a different way but same same different they keep reappearing until we actually learn the lesson and there was a few lessons that I obviously needed to learn So the breakdown was necessary, right? Because now that I've had the breakdown, learnt those lessons, I can reinvent myself. I can move on to the next part of my journey. So if you approach these kind of ups and downs, they're usually the valleys, let's face it, the the downers, with some curiosity and with some wonder, um, you get to sort of, welcome them in even though they're not very comfortable and they're not much fun let me tell you now um, they are a necessary part of our journey so the I think I've got four lessons here one two three four the four things that I needed to learn practice and um, really I guess integrate were these things so the first thing was learning to control what I can and let go of the rest Now this isn't a new lesson, it is something that um, in the very, very beginning, it was one of the first things that I, in the very beginning of my healing journey, um, that I needed to learn was that the only thing I have control over is myself, my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions. That's it. That's all I have any 100% control over. Everything else is outside of me and I have very little control over that, which is why I I think I was sort of trying to control things that were not controllable. Let's put it that way. I'd forgotten it. I wasn't practicing it. And it is a practice, you know. This, this um, journey of healing, this journey of self-actualization, whatever you want to call it, is a practice we have to continually come back to the lessons that we have learned in order to continue to grow and to continue to evolve so what i needed to remember were the things that were in my control and what i had was allowing myself or what that i was allowing to happen was particularly to do with my overthinking and my thoughts so in the beginning anxiety was what kind of got me stuck but and anxiety is basically um not basically but in my experience anxiety was worrying about future events past events worry over worrying about everything and just recently i had allowed my worrying thoughts to control my feelings and my actions I was literally believing every single thought that I was thinking, particularly the unhelpful ones. I was getting stuck in these thought loops, ruminations about basically self-doubt. I was in a bit of a depressed kind of state, uh, pretty sad. My emotions were all over the place. But I was being driven by this unhelpful, these unhelpful thought trains that I would just get on and ride and ride and ride for days on end, basically. Um, and when I remembered, because it was a remembering, when I remembered, and I teach this, but I had to re- had to go through it to remember it, when I remembered that thoughts are not facts, and they were not necessarily things I needed to believe and attach myself to I could let them go and when I could let them go it was so much more there was there was freedom there's freedom in that because if you don't believe every thought that you think thoughts just come and go thoughts just come and go emotions just come and go feelings sensations just come and go let's face it everything in our life just comes and goes it's always changing but if we hang on tight to it if we attach ourselves to it and then we create story and drama after drama and um, try and control it well that's when we go down the rabbit hole and that's where I went right down the rabbit hole so i started to practice letting those thoughts go i also started to practice acknowledging the emotions that were coming up oh that sadness i see you're sad oh i sense that you're feeling frustrated oh i notice that i'm feeling angry whatever it might be i just notice the emotions without making them mean anything because what I had been doing was, oh, I'm feeling sad. Oh, that must mean such and such has done something X, Y, Z. That's why I feel the way I do. That wasn't true. What was, what was true was that I felt sad. So my brain or my mind went on this seek and find uh, mission to go, okay, well, you must be, if you're sad, you must be feeling sad because of X, Y, Z. Well, that's just a made up story. knows why i felt sad you know i was on this emotional roller coaster my hormones were going um it was just emotion it was literally just passing through me did not have to mean anything so once i remembered that thoughts are not facts emotions and feelings are uh just sensations fleeting they're fleeting right then i could let them go i just let them go when I did that I was like holy moly lightness the heaviness just lifted it was quite a revelation so the lesson in that was remembering about what was in my control and what wasn't controlling what I could which was the thoughts that I was thinking the feelings that I wanted to feel the actions that I wanted to take and just letting go of the rest Because we only have control over ourselves and nothing else. We are at the mercy of everything else. We get to choose. And um, yeah, simple as that. Learning to control or pay attention to what is helpful, what's not. Letting those go that aren't. It was literally that simple just not paying attention to the stuff that didn't feel good and looking for the part, waiting waiting for the next thought, which would hopefully be a better one, which would ultimately be a more helpful one. It just, yeah, truly life-changing. Anyway, the next thing, the next lesson that I, um, I kind of rediscovered was this sense of safety. Realizing that in order to reset or to move the dial or to switch out of this rumination mode, this worrying mode, this depressing, sad mode that I was in, or being stuck on a train, I needed to come back to this sense of safety. And when you feel safe, you're no longer on red alert, right? You're not in survival mode, being tapped into. Uh, fight flight freeze or fawn mode you're in this place of neutrality and if you're in fight flight survival instinct you know your cortisol levels are higher your um that's your stress hormone by the way you you you're probably experiencing stress because your cortisol is in an elevated state which impacts everything (laughs) impacts how you think um, how you feel all of the above your uh, energy levels it you know f- fuels your overwhelm and your anxiety oh it's cortisol it's magic it's really good when you are in a state of fear and you need to get the shit, get out of there as quick as you can but if you're just living normal life and you're in this state of um overdrive uh, it's not that helpful i can tell you right now it messes with your sleep it messes with everything um And it brings up all those emotions. Or you're just more susceptible to the emotions probably. It doesn't bring them up. You're just more susceptible. Less resilient basically. And your nervous system is just in overdrive. But when you remember that you are actually safe. So in the moment that I was in, let's say. And I could have been just like this. Sitting here in front of my computer or whatever. Just remembering that in this moment I am safe. Right now, I am safe. And I might have had to remind myself that a lot of times, particularly when I was feeling anxious or overwhelmed or stressed out. Big deep breath and remind myself, I'm safe. That actually became my mantra. I'm safe. Right now, I am safe. And when your nervous system is in this regulated state because you're safe, It actually relaxes your body relaxes your mind relaxes and it creates this beautiful neutral space you're neither hyped up or dulled out you're just neutral everything's fine you just feel okay you're good it's almost like um just this stable you're just stable right you're just at this level kind of playing field And when you're in that sort of state of neutrality, it's almost like a sense of relief. Um, And you can actually access the parts of your brain where you need the thinking part of your brain, your rationality and your thinking and your um, logic and all of that. You can access that. But when you're in survival mode, fight, flight, freeze or fawn, you, you lose all cognitive function. And your brain just doesn't work properly, you can't process things, you can't think rationally you're reactive and so when you when you're in this relaxed state because you feel safe, you can actually think more clearly and make better choices and um will choose different things so it was really important that was a beautiful lesson to remember that I actually was safe and that by tapping into my sense of safety like I have a whole bunch of um, uh, somatic exercises that I use to just reconnect with my body you know breath work also you know um, some movement um, body swings and sways and things like that just tapping into my body grounding centering really just to feel the weight of my body on the earth to know that gravity is working is a really beautiful way just to feel that safety within and it just made it so much easier to make sense of what was going on and that's when I could realize ah a, (laughs) am paying attention to thoughts that are not helpful let's uh, choose some better thoughts to pay attention to or oh I can sense that I'm really depressed or I'm, I'm really sad and, or angry oh okay well what's that about can you let that go is there anything to be worried about so it really just helped my brain to kick back into um, the mode that I needed it in to be able to think clearly and make decisions more easily and man that was that was a beautiful reminder So the lesson was about remembering to tap into my sense of safety. And like I said, my mantra just became, I'm safe. And I would do little practices to show my body, show my nervous system that I was indeed safe. The third lesson, which was a powerful, powerful lesson, super, super potent, was one of surrender. See, I used to be someone who could do it all. I could do it all and then some more. I was the energizer bunny who had all the time and the energy for all of the things. And I was just go, 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 hustle, 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 work, work, work all the time. But this time, when I crashed, I crashed. Literally, I think I'd really messed over my adrenals. They were just, and I hadn't been necessarily going super hard or anything, but it was just, my body just said, enough's enough. No more. I could literally only do the things that I needed to do, like that were must-dos for you know the health of m- my family and myself, and uh, that's it. The rest of it, So I would get up, do what I needed to do, and then by lunchtime, out on the couch, done, done for the day. I needed to rest. I there were, I could not. I had no energy. I had nothing to give. I couldn't even hold a conversation with anyone. So. No other work got done other than the bare basics and I had to surrender to that. I literally couldn't do anything else and I needed to trust myself. I trusted myself to the point where I knew that if I didn't stop and rest and give myself that space and time to heal, I would have been way worse off uh, and wouldn't be talking to you right now. It it would have gone south, pear shape. I was heading that way. And I'm grateful that in my sense of safety and recognition that thoughts don't mean what you think they mean. I was able to surrender that to the fact that I needed to stop. I needed to rest. I needed this time out. 6 months time out basically and i i just fueled myself with things that made me feel good i tried to get outside and in the sunshine as often as i could i would walk take my dogs for walks go to the beach um meet up with people who i knew would fill my cup up i would go to the gym when i felt like i had the energy i was doing things that Filled my cup up and made me feel good. And then resting, resting and resting, and more resting. My sleep was all over the place, so I wasn't getting much really good quality sleep. So that was impacting obviously how I felt. Um, So yeah, I literally surrendered and took care of myself because if I knew, if I knew that if I didn't prioritize my health, then I was gonna be no good to anybody. It was really hard really hard to do like I said I was the energizer bunny who could do it all but I needed to I needed to stop and that sense of guilt of all the things that I should be doing man, that was intense but I allowed it I allowed it to come and I just went no this is what I'm doing I need to stop I need to rest I would literally lay on the couch meditating or just with my eyes closed Some beautiful music, soft blanket, curled up, chilling. That's all I could do. Didn't even watch movies. Couldn't even be bothered with that. I didn't have the brain power for it. So I had to stop trying to push myself to do more and I just gave myself that permission. I also opened up, uh, particularly to my husband and a couple of really close people, friends, who I trusted would support me and not kind of told me all the ways that I was doing it and different ways that I could do better but people who genuinely supported and saw me um, I opened up to them and shared what I was going through and I asked for their support and that support was unwavering so surrendering fully to what I needed to allow myself to heal was um, for me a really really big thing not good at surrender but getting better at it I will probably have that lesson again (laughs) I'm sure but for now it, it's worked for me this time and I feel good about that so I surrender there's actually a book called surrender and I think I read it hmm, a couple of years ago um, very very eye-opening probably didn't get the message then but it certainly came through this time and the last thing that really which I sort of tapped on in, tapped into in that previous lesson was the final lesson which was that it's okay to ask for support like I said, I used to be someone who could do all the things. I was the superwoman, the super mum, the super teacher, the super volunteer. I could do it all because I had the energy and the drive to do it. But when um, you have crash like I did, a breakdown, uh, you can't do it all. You literally can't and you need people. And as humans, we're wired for connection. So we need this support and a recognition and um, uh, unconditional love from people who generally can provide it not all people have that capacity and that's okay they have another purpose in our life but for those ones that you really can rely on we need them we need them in this time when we are falling apart at the seams you know I used to try and do it all by myself you can to a certain point and I did to a certain point but trust me it really sucks big time and it's not that efficient and as I said it comes back to bite you on the butt if you don't allow if you don't surrender and allow others to support you when they can and it actually helps them too because they feel feel like they're helping you in the way that that they can which is amazing um if you so when you're struggling and you're in this dark place when you when you're all alone when you feel like you're all alone and you're doing it by yourself it actually makes this dark space feel more scary super scary it amplifies those big emotions and it gets really overwhelming and it's really hard to see what you can't see when you're all immersed in it in your own like basically you just sitting in your own shit right you're in this downward spiral and when you're in your own shit you can't see what you need to see to be able to get out of it so you know having some connections and support with people who you completely trust who you feel safe with who are going to hold you in your messiness for me was the one next thing that sort of allowed me to um, come back to come back and start kind of being my true self again and the person who became my rock who I've never allowed to be my rock was my husband and um, at my lowest lowest point I really needed him to step up and in the past when this has happened before he's run a mile because it scared the crap out of him and rightly so because I was not a nice person to be around but because I've done this work I've actually got better at asking for what I need sometimes it doesn't come across as well as i'd like it i'm still practicing that still learning that but now i can i can switch it pretty quickly when i see that what i'm trying to get across is coming across in a really aggressive and um selfish kind of way and flip it and and come back to some compassion and and help him to understand so that he knows how to support me so it's been a bit of a learning journey for both of us um but it was amazing to be able to work through that together for both of us like he's learning stuff I'm learning stuff and we're learning it together and we're supporting one another and that's just been truly truly um empowering for us both and and it's actually bringing us closer together which is really cool um I don't want to have to put him through that all the time but I think we're getting to a place where he can sense when I'm going down the tube and has some tools to sort of remind me of what i need to do to come back so it's really cool really really cool so you know he no longer well no i shouldn't say no longer he still likes to fix things but he's getting better at not just jumping straight in and fixing or bolting so you know beautiful happy medium we kind of mess around a little bit until we get you know the thing that we both need at the time so it's beautiful and i think for us or for anyone going through a state of change trying to be different be a better version of yourself you really do need to have what well, I think personally think you really do need to have people around you who get it who understand it to a point where they they uh, they might not fully understand it because they've not experienced it but they can see you and allow you to be in your messiness without trying to make you different and you know criticizing you or over over advising you on what to do next but just allow you to be in that space is so so important so so important because it's already lonely enough as it is without you know people kind of trying to fix you and you don't want their style of fixing it's 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 tricky it's tricky to navigate so (laughs) so my friend the lesson that i learned there was that it's actually okay to fall apart and let others support you um having that support crew is vital, absolutely vital and they're my four major lessons that I learned from this recent breakdown um, I'm sure there'll be more I'm sure there'll be more breakdowns and lessons to learn, life is you know a journey and we are always evolving, the more we learn the more we realise there are things that we want to undo you know, the conditioning that we've been through the um oh the societal um, expectations if we truly want to come back to ourselves and be our most sovereign authentic selves there's a lot of stuff we've got to undo Um, and and that takes time takes time and courage and effort and this is not for the faint-hearted at all at all I'm telling you right now takes a fair bit of uh, fortitude courage and um, persistence persistence and all of the things but it is worthwhile it is so worthwhile because i can tell you right now how i feel compared to how i how i feel today compared to how i felt um or oh, maybe a month ago so so different i feel like myself again which is really beautiful and i'm ready to embrace the next phase of my journey so my friends if you're ready to choo- choose you and to be your truer self your most authentic self Don't shy away from it. Don't shy away from embarking on the journey of personal growth. I promise you, I promise you with all my heart, it will be worth it. It might be one heck of a ride, but you're worthy. And you deserve to live the life exactly how you want to live it. So get the support you need that will help you maintain that sense of safety and allow you to remember that your needs are just as important as everyone else's because you matter. And this is your life. You get to be the one that's in control. And if you do decide to do that, I wish you all the best. Go with my blessings. If you feel like you resonate with my story and you think that I can support you, it would be an honour to be your guide or your sounding board or whatever you need on your journey. I'm up for it. I'm here for that long ride. So reach out, please. And we'll talk about how we can do that. Until next time, beautiful, be you. All right, bye for now. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the People Pleasers Anonymous podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the show and have been able to take away at least one tangible tip that you can apply to your life right away. But as always, I am curious. I would love to hear your thoughts on what resonated for you today. And if you have any questions or suggestions about today's topic head over to my socials and leave me a comment. I'll leave my contact details in the show notes for you. Now, if you are really serious about recovering from people-pleasing, please drop me a line. I offer a free half-hour clarity call to help us decide if we make a good fit to work together, and I'd be glad to set one up for you. Now, don't forget, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating and review it on your favourite podcast app. Tag me at Lisa Blackham Coaching in your Instagram stories and share away, share this episode with anyone and everyone in your community who you think would benefit. Thanks for listening today and stay tuned for the next episode of the People Pleases Anonymous podcast with yours truly, Lisa Blackham.